The following has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Jesus Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com. Amen. You may be seated today. All right, if you have your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Y'all Bible-toting folk? Y'all believe in the Word of God? Man. Well, I want to talk to you this morning once again for just a few minutes about being thankful, about having a grateful heart. And last week we looked at the fact of why God wants us to be thankful. We, we kind of have this feeling sometimes that God sets up, these, sets up these rules and regulations just to get us to jump through certain hoops. And when you begin to understand how loving God is, you begin to understand that when God is asking us to do something or God is asking us not to do something, it's because he loves us. He's asking us to do things because when we do those things, they're good for us. They're good for other people in our lives. And when he's asking us not to do things, it's because those things are bad for us. They're, they're not good for us. And, and what, what we recognize is the reason why God wants us to be thankful is because it is the path towards wholeness in our lives. It's not just in the path of just kind of barely getting into Christianity and surviving and holding on till Jesus comes. If you were raised the way I was, that's the way we were taught in church. Man, just hold on till Jesus comes. Just hold on till you make heaven. Just hold on. Just hold on. Listen, God wants us to operate in an abundant life now. And thankfulness brings restoration. It means things are coming back into our lives. And we discovered that Thanksgiving or being thankful ignites our faith. It gets it going because the moment that you're faced with a challenge or a problem, the first thing that we fear, fe- feel is fear or doubt or unbelief. And we get anxious about the situation. But the, if we can begin to step into faith, it begins to, or step into thanksgiving, it begins to ignite our faith. So the moment I'm faced with something, God, I thank you that you have the provision for what it is that I'm faced with right now. It ignites my faith, and it feeds my faith. So that as I'm going, have you discovered that God's timing is not your timing? What's up with that, right? Why doesn't God think like I think? Because if he thought like I think, he wouldn't be God, right? So it feeds my faith through the process that, I'm, that I can rest in him and I can trust in him. Fear still tries to come along. It's not going to happen. I know you've been praying about this. You've been praying about this for two days now. It's not going to happen been praying about this for two years. It's not going to happen. It feeds my faith. I continue just to thank God because he's so good. So we're called to live a life of faith, not feelings. You've got to be very careful with your feelings. We sometimes think that our feelings is the voice of God. And, and our feelings will misdirect us and, and lead us in the wrong path. So we've got to be careful. We, we are going to choose to be thankful. I'm saying that today by faith over us today, that we're going to choose to be thankful. We're going to choose to be the most thankful people in the world. Amen? So we're called to be thankful because it both ignites and feeds our faith. So I want to pick up from there this week. I was only going to talk about that one week, but man, it ministered so much to me. I thought, man, surely this is impacting other people too and reminding them. I want to, I want to talk about this again, and I want to talk about us activating our thankfulness. So if you have your Bibles in 2 Corinthians 3, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, it says this. And since we have that same spirit of faith, it's talking about the faith that Jesus had. You realize you have that same spirit of faith living in you. 
Just like you have patience in you. Just like you have gentleness in you, kindness in you, long-suffering, self-control. Pastor Richie, you don't know me. Oh, I'm telling you, if you're a child of God, all of those things are in you. Sometimes they're just in seedling form. They're waiting to, be, to come out and to produce fruit in your lives. But it's in you. Since we have that same spirit of faith, according to what is written, now Paul's going to start quoting the psalmist here from Psalms 116. He says, I believed and therefore I spoke. Then he's talking to you and I again. He's saying, we also believe, therefore we think about it. No, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. Listen, if you want to really know what it is that you believe, listen to what you're saying. The Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you want to know what you believe, listen to what you're saying. Your words reveal what it is your heart really believes. Now listen, when you say things that are unbelieving, don't beat yourself up. Don't go, oh man. Just start going, you know what? I, that's not the way that I want to believe. You have a financial setback. You've got family members that have always had financial setbacks. And you start saying out of your mouth, oh, I guess I'm always going to be broke. You're dealing with a sickness, family members have dealt with a sickness, and you say, I guess this is just hereditary, I'm always going to have this sickness. No, don't say those things. Listen, you get to choose what it is you want to believe. Change your words and start saying what it is you're choosing to believe. Just so you know that your belief system is what you chose to believe. Listen, I know many of you want to believe God's promises, but your feelings keep leading you away from believing the promises that God has made possible to you today. See, if you are a follower of Christ, you have the same spirit of faith that Jesus had. So how do we activate that faith in order to believe God's promises? We do what the Word of God says. We believe, therefore we speak. I read the Word of God. This is why coming to church, getting into the Word of God on a daily basis, spending time in the presence of God is so important because the world is saying a, a, a news, a news um, focus, saying things that are different than what the Word of God is saying a lot of times. The, word is, the, the world is saying that's what you deserve based upon your behavior. So we've got to get into the Word of God. And you begin to speak the Word of God. And the best way to ignite and feed your faith is with thanksgiving. Start off right from the beginning. Thanksgiving, again, does not have to be driven by how you feel. So verse 13 again, and since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Verse 14, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and present us with you. Now watch this in verse 15. For all these things are for your sakes. That grace having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Now I want to read this from the Amplified Version because it amplifies, it kind of stretches it out to help us understand it a little bit better. It says this, for all these things, what are the things that it's talking about? Well, if you go back and read the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about troubles and problems in our life. Difficulties in our life, challenges in our life are taking place for your sake. Does that mean that God is causing them? No. But he is allowing those things in our lives to develop us. He's allowing those things to grow us. So that more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessing extends to more and more 
people. Problems come into our lives so that God's grace will extend to more and more people. The greatest immediate and eternal impact that you can have on people is when you go through stuff and then they see God show up in your life and answer in a supernatural way something you are dealing with. Problems and difficulties. Now we don't think sometimes it's supernatural. We think we were just lucky. I was just at the right place at the right time and we give credit to luck instead of God. It extends to more and more people and multiplies. God's favor is going to be multiplied through the many. The more thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God. Listen, as you begin to mature as a Christian, and I mentioned this last week, what the enemy doesn't want is you to come to know Christ in the first place. But if you come to know Christ, he wants you to just barely get in and be a baby Christian the rest of your life. To never mature and grow in all that God has for you. Because as you develop and mature as a Christian, when you walk through stuff, you begin to walk through it with thanksgiving. When that happens, then God's grace and favor increases and extends to more people. It impacts you in a greater way. It impacts your family and friends in a greater way. It impacts the people at work in a greater way. The result of this, thanksgiving towards God increases. See, there are people that, that you have in your life that think God is a mean God. They think that God is always disappointed with them, that God is a taker, not a giver. But the moment you walk through something and God shows up in a supernatural way, they say, how did you get the promotion? You've only been here for three weeks. Let me tell you about the favor of the Lord that's resting on my life. Just simply because I'm a child of God. I didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. It's simply because of the goodness of God. So God's favor and grace increases. Thanksgiving towards God begins to happen. It redounds, the Bible says. Redounds means to superabound. To it means to be in excess. See, it means to have an abundance. It means to have enough and some to spare. It means to exceed. It means to excel. It means to increase. That's the grace and favor that God wants happening in your life. Now, again, for those of us that were raised like me, oh no, brother, man, if you get too much, God, you're going to forget about God. Listen, I can forget about God in the midst of my problems. I'm thankful that God says that grace is going to increase in my life. His goodness is going to increase in my life. Now, because he loves me, he's going to have it match my ability to handle what he's increasing in my life. This is why we have to mature through Thanksgiving. How many of you want to see an increase of the manifestation of God's grace and goodness in your life? You want his promises to start showing up or continue to show up. Or to show up even more, more than they already are showing up. They come to us by grace. It's simply because of the goodness of God. But if you want to see it increase in your life, you need to learn how to walk by faith in thanksgiving. you got to learn how to be thankful. You just have to choose how to be thankful. Even though you don't want to be thankful, choose how to be thankful. So you, you, so you developing a heart of thanksgiving is going to play a part in seeing God's glory increasing in your life. Just so you know, that's why the enemy wants to distract you to get you thinking it's about things that you're going to do. To murmur, gripe, grumble, and complain. Because we all know that works, right? There's not a better way of motivating your spouse or motivating your children than gripe, grumble, and complain at them. 
<laughs> it doesn't work, right? Or, or through self-effort thinking that we're going to fix it. Right? Now, it doesn't mean that we don't do anything. It doesn't mean that you just sit back and go, okay, God, just, you just fix it. But we don't go with an anxious heart. We're resting in it. We're just doing what we know to do, but we're resting in it the whole time. It's easy to operate in self-effort. It really is because we, we feel this responsibility. Look all that God's done. Let me be responsible. Let me make this happen. God says, knock yourself out. Thanksgiving is involved in increasing the manifestation. Stuff starts showing up. God's promises start showing up in your life. Whatever is happening in your life, whatever it is that you want to see fixed in your life or changed in your life, don't do anything without thanksgiving. You may think that when you're living your life, I'm, I'm sorry, you may think that when you're living your life with thanksgiving that you're weak or that you're weird. Right? Oh, man, God, I'm, I'm just weak or I'm weird. You're not. You're just saying that what you're going through, you're going through it and you're not going to go through it with depression, fear, and anxiety while you're going through it. Listen, I'm not talking about you saying, well, man, Pastor Richie, that sounds really good while we're here at church, and this applies for us in church, but this isn't reality. I've had people tell me this over the years, that you know what, that won't really work in the real world. You don't know what I'm facing or what I'm dealing with. That's true. I don't know what you're facing or what it is that you're dealing with, and I'm not trying to make light of what it is that you're going through. Okay, so hear me that today. I'm not trying to make light of it, but what I can tell you is that God's word works if you'll walk it out god is not going to force you to walk out his word he's not going to force you to be blessed if you'll follow what god's word says you will walk in victory even in the midst of a trial you'll walk in victory you just need to make up your mind that you're going to live your life as a life of thanksgiving you're just making up your mind i'm going to be thankful See, when dealing with stuff in our life, and we all deal with stuff, you have two choices. You can either choose to murmur, grumble, gripe, and complain, or you can choose to be thankful. You need to start training yourself right now. Start training by practicing thanking God for his promises. Thank him before you feel it. Thanking him for the promises that he's given you. And then, not let what you're going through mess with you. How many of you know the enemy is trying to jack with your confidence all the time? He's trying to get you off your game. Man, we're right in the middle of the NBA finals and we're about ready to start in the NBA playoffs and I don't know if you have a team that's still in it. or It's exciting to watch. And it's amazing how mental sports really are. That, that, and I don't mean in a weird way they're mental. I know some of you ladies going, hey man, they are mental. What's wrong with those, that husband of mine? The, 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 the player that's playing against someone is constantly jacking with their confidence. That's why they talk trash all the time. They talk smack running down the court. Man, you miss that, you're going to miss all the rest of them. They're trying to get inside their head. Listen, the enemy's trying to get inside of your head all the time. Don't let the situation that you're dealing with right now get inside of your head. Okay, now, I really need you to pay attention to this, all right? What you're going through is really not the issue. Okay? Again, not making light of it. But how you feel about it actually is the issue. Now stay with me on this. You think that what you're going through is the issue. But the issue is 
if you let your feelings run wild about the issue that you're going through, you're going to find yourself dealing with depression, fear, and anxiety. I mean, think about this for a moment. What if what you were going through, you were able to totally remove your feelings from it? Saw someone here today, they got a Star Trek t-shirt on. Just think if you were Spock, all right? You are Spock, and you're going through something, and you are logically thinking about what you're going through, but your feelings and emotions aren't involved in it. Some of you are going, man, I can't even imagine that. Just think about it, all right? Work with me here for a second. If your feelings aren't a part of the process of the situation that you're going through, then you just go through it. Right? You, you just walk through the trouble, you walk through the problem, you walk through the situation. So it's really not an issue of what you're going through. The real issue is how you feel about the issue that you're going through. Are y'all picking up what I'm laying down? Because if you can take your emotions and allow them to be dominated by thanksgiving, you'll be able to walk through all kinds of things. If you think about it for just a moment, you might recognize growth in your life. When Pam and I started this church, we started with just 11 people. And, and when we be, began to grow the church, people would come into the church and people would leave the church. Now, where we were at emotionally when we began is when people came into the church, it was, oh, thank you, Jesus. Man, I knew that I was an amazing pastor. That's why people are coming. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing the people in today. And then they would leave and they would go out. And sometimes, in those early days, it would devastate us that people would leave. Now, I don't ever like it when people leave, but hey, sometimes God calls people out, sometimes people just leave for other reasons. But it used to devastate us, and we would, seriously, for weeks, just, oh, doom, despair, and agony on me, it's so hard. Oh, God, why did you call us to do this? Seriously, every Monday morning, we would think about, do we need to quit? No, seriously, should we quit? I, I used to write a, a resignation letter and then I would erase it. Finally, I just left it on my computer. thought, if I'm ever going to need that there, I don't want to have to rewrite it every Monday morning. I can't remember when it was. About six, seven years ago, Pam and I made the decision, we're not going to quit. We just decided we're not, we're not going to talk about quitting. We're not, we're not, we're not going to mention about quitting. We're just not going to quit. And what's begun to happen is that now people come in, and man, we're excited because we really recognize that it's God bringing them in. That it's God calling them in to be a part of a local body. And when people leave, we, we still don't like it. But can I tell you, we're not devastated by it anymore. And the reason is, is because what we went through, our feelings are not now dictating and guiding and directing us. Our faith and confidence is in God. Not in people that he brings into this church to help build God's kingdom through this local body. And again, I want to say, you need to be plugged into a local body. Man, the local body is the bride of Christ. And when you love Christ, you love his bride. Amen? But we're not devastated anymore, and the reason is is because we've learned how to not allow our feelings to drive us as we're going through stuff. Because we all go through things. But when we go through them, we have to recognize that we're going through them, and we're going to come out the other side. We've all walked through some stuff that we thought we were never going to get out of. And we look back and we go, God, thank you for taking us through those things. See, but sometimes your emotions can keep you longer in a position than you really should have stayed in that position. And that's good. Sometimes your emotions keep you longer in a position than what you should have really stayed in that position. 
So take your negative, fearful, anxious emotions out of the equation and replace it with thanksgiving. You're in charge of you. I give you permission. Be in charge of you, right? And just realize that that this is just something that you're going through, but I'm going to replace my negative feelings and emotions, the doubt, fear, unbelief, with thanksgiving so that I can move on through this. Isn't that powerful? Listen, man, that will change some of y'all's life because many of you are in the middle of something that you just need to get through. You've been in something way too long. And, And you're going to get through it, and you're not going to get through it if you keep letting negative feelings and emotions drive your thoughts and decisions. Again, listen, I am not trying to make light of anything that it is that you're walking through today. I know that those things feel incredibly real to us. But if you have Jesus with you, that is all you need. Don't shout me down today. If you have Jesus with you, that is all you need. See, Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat because they were going to the other side. A storm came up. They began to be fearful. But Jesus had told them they were going to the other side. They should have rested in the fact they're going to the other side. And when you begin to find promises in the word of God that are getting you to the other side, you can rest and relax because you're going to the other side. So the issue for us is the role our feelings play in the issue. And we have to decide that we are not going to allow our negative feelings drive us anymore. We're not going to live by our feelings and our emotions. We have to decide that we're going to operate with a spirit of thanksgiving. But how do you just decide to do that? That's hard when you haven't been living that way. You have to make a decision that you recognize how good God is. See, the devil, the Bible calls him the accuser, will try to get you to believe that when you're going through some things in your life, God is either causing them to happen to you because of wrong behavior that you've done, and so he's punishing you, or he is indifferent and doesn't care about what it is that you're going through. And and he's not a loving God. And if he can get you to believe either one of those things about God, you'll begin to doubt his goodness, and when you begin to doubt his goodness, you'll begin to doubt his promises. And when that happens, you'll lose that attitude of gratitude towards God. You'll doubt his promises. You won't believe that he's for you. You need to develop an attitude that I'm living my life by faith. Listen, every one of us need to get up every morning and say this. I'm living my life by faith. And understand that your negative feelings are not the issue that you're going through. And if you take your feelings out of the issue, set them off to the side and put Thanksgiving next to the issue, you're going to get on through those things. See, thank God today that we're not stuck in the issue. I know you might be right now, but listen, you may feel like it because you've allowed your feelings to keep you stuck in the issue, but you see, your past isn't your past until you let go of your past. If you keep dragging your past along with you, your past is actually your present. It's not your past, it's your present. It's what you're dealing with right now. And there's some things, bad things that have happened to every one of us, and we need to let go of our past. And walk on. Amen? I wanted to sing that song, Let It Go, but that probably wouldn't be that great today. So listen, we can just thank God that we're not stuck in this issue. Listen, when you feel like you're stuck, just begin to thank God that you're not, not stuck in this issue. What we're saying is you're overcoming it, and you're doing it through thanksgiving. I'm not saying that you won't have issues. 
Wouldn't that be awesome if we didn't? We're still going to deal with things. Jesus said this in John 16. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So I'm not saying that you won't have issues, but what I am saying is that you don't have to get stuck in the issue by allowing negative feelings to drive you. But when you've allowed negative feelings to drive you for a long time, you're wondering, well, then how do I act when trouble comes? You're going to start thanking God all the way through the issue. You are, if, you, if you want to do this, you just start thanking God. For years, you may have been scripted. Something bad comes, oh, doom, despair, and agony on me. Or anger towards God, or anger towards somebody that, that happened. Just begin to change your mind and say, you know what? I'm not going to allow things on the outside of me to affect the inside of me. Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can hurt you without your consent. I'm telling you, God created you in an amazing way. You're created in the image of God. And people only hurt us when we let them hurt us. Doesn't mean that it's not got a temporary sting, but we can get out of it. We can walk through it fast if we're thankful. See, I've learned that most of the negative and dumb decisions I've made in my life, I've made with my feelings and emotions. Anyone else done that? You just allowed your feelings and emotions to drive you. But if I get my negative feelings out of the way, I'm able to make good and godly choices. I'm able to live the life of faith with thanksgiving. Now, I know that some people will think that you're crazy and then you're not real when you choose to be thankful instead of grumbling, griping, and complaining. And I, I hear people say that all the time. You're walking through something difficult and you go, hey man, how's it going? Or they ask you, how's it going? You go, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. And they think, oh man, you don't even know, you don't even know what's going on. They think that you're weird. But listen, I, I recognize that this thing is just something I'm going through. That's why I can declare I'm, I'm more than a conqueror. That's why I can declare that I'm healed even though my body is not yet healed. That's why I can declare that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it even when I have a financial setback because my confidence is not in the thing going on around me. So people may think that you know, you're, you're crazy or that you're not being real when you choose to live a thankful life. But when financial situation comes or setback comes, you can just begin to thank God that he's your source that he's your provider. Or you can declare the problem if you'd like. God, I'm just so broke. God, we're always going to be here. God, why is this happening to me again? If you do that, you're going to get stuck there. You have to speak words of faith even when your emotions are shouting and screaming for all the attention. So let me remind you one more time that being thankful will ignite your faith. It will get it going. Try it this week. Something comes up in your life, just start saying, God, I thank you. Thank you, God. And it'll feed your faith through the process. But being thankful is the key. Being thankful is the key. And we're only able to be thankful if we believe that our God is good, our God is able, and our God is willing. See, a lot of people believe God is able. They just don't think he's willing. It's a reflection of what you believe about his goodness. That you think God would withhold things from you. Listen, in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 33, the Bible says, gives us the reason why we should operate in thanksgiving or with an attitude of gratitude. It says this, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why is it that we are to do that? For he is good. Listen, that's a verse right there you need to memorize and write down. And his mercy endures forever. His mercy for you endures forever. So if you can't think of any other reason why you should be thankful, you should be thankful simply because God is good. That he's a good God. Now, how many of you believe that God is good? 
That's the best reason to thank God, because he's good. All of the blessings that show up in your life are something that flow out of his goodness. So thank him no matter what it is you're going through. Thanksgiving is something that you actually have to give to God. Let me say that again. Thanksgiving is something that you actually have to give to God. Everything I have, material-wise, money, time, energy, all came from God. But Thanksgiving is an attitude that flows out of my heart that I actually can give to God. Listen, if you struggle to have a heart of Thanksgiving when things are tough, you've got to go back and adjust what it is you believe. How do you do that? By you start speaking the promises of God over your life. We can't speak the promises if we don't know the promises. So get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. Listen, and if you struggle, and we'll all struggle from time to time, Go back to building your faith. Let me say that again. If you struggle, go back to building your faith. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing the word of God. You're speaking the word of God. You're you're mulling over in your mind the word of God and in your mouth all the time. Don't let the devil use your feelings to drag you away from your faith in God. Man, he does it in all of our lives all the time. Set your heart that you're going to be thankful and watch that thankfulness ignite your faith in the goodness of God and watch that attitude of gratitude grow your faith in God's goodness. And it's going to build confidence in God's word and in his promises. So let's commit to operate in thanksgiving. Will you do that with me? Say, you know what, I'm going to make a choice. I may miss it a day or two. I may have a a sour attitude. I may not be saying all the things right for a day or two, but I'm going to readjust all the time and have an attitude of thanksgiving so that we move through all of the challenges of life with a heart that's filled with joy, with a heart that's filled with peace, no matter what the storm is going on around us. Amen? Amen. Let me pray over you. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Jesus Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com.